Are you working? What kind of work do you do? Welcome back to another edition of Who's That DJ. So it's been a while, but glad to have you back. And I'll detail and fill you in what's been happening over the last couple of weeks in, a, in another video. But yes, welcome to another episode, as I said earlier. Um, as you can see, we have another guest, DJ, with us. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's get the show on the road. So I'd like to introduce Simone Martinez. Hi. How you doing, Sim? You alright? I'm good, bye. I'm good. Good. Welcome, welcome. Hi. So, as you probably seen already, with each edition of the show, we get a DJ to introduce themselves, tell us a little bit about you, and yeah. Yeah, your your X-Men origin story. <laughs> the <laughs> so, awkward yeah. moment. Yeah, go on, fire uh, away. Alright, well, hi everyone. I'm Simone Martinez, a female DJ from Manchester. Um, and I've been DJing for about two years now. Okay. Just, I think I just celebrated my two-year anniversary. Um, mainly different sort of genres of house, mm-hmm. um, Afro, tribal, anything with a drum, it, mm. uh, you, you'll, it'll be coming out of my USB. Right, cool. Um, I am a resident of the All About House team based in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also part of a duo called Muse as well Um, and that kind of was born from um, one of my first gigs at Mm -hmm. Magic at the Magic Rounds was it Magic Rounds no it's called Magic and it was at the Stables in Hamden and uh, met another female DJ who just started as well called Angela Rose Um, and we just got chatting and we were playing together Mm -hmm. and then we decided one day I think we were messing about after a gig Mm -hmm. and we just decided to go back to back really quick and straight away there was just that chemistry yeah and we just thought let's explore djing together as well as separately mm-hmm. and then out of that was born news and so as well as being an individual dj i'm part of a duo okay and um, with her cool so tell us how you got into djing in the first place uh, <laughs> um i always used mm-hmm. to like listen to house music i think mm-hmm. in 2007 when fish go deep was really that was mm-hmm. my introduction to right. house music mm-hmm. um, and ever since that moment I was just trying to find out because I didn't know what it was called I was like what is that music like what yeah, is yeah, it yeah, yeah. Um, and I used to just I kind of you know when you go on YouTube and you type the video in mm. and then you listen to it and then it shows you other things so I was yeah, just like clicking around yeah. listening to different things and oh my god I love this sound mm. um, and I started to just download different um, mixes but my sound was quite eclectic so mm-hmm. There'd be days when I'd listen to like jazzy mixes, jazzy house mixes. Mm-hmm. Some days I'd listen to like more deeper house mixes. Um, and I couldn't differentiate, like I didn't know the difference of dramas. I just knew right. that this it one makes me feel happy, this yeah. one's like more energy. This yeah, one. Yeah. And then it kind of went on like that. Um, and then uh, I met someone, I'd gone on a night out and I met someone who also loved house music. Mm-hmm. And he started to send me tracks, I bought like from South Africa. Okay. And I just lost my mind I was like oh my god mm-hmm. and then um I started to buy music and I used to send it round to people that had music I'd found like mm-hmm. DJs and I'm like yeah you've got a really good ear mm. music maybe you should try DJing I can't DJ I don't know <laughs> yeah so I had a laptop at the time and I think the friend said oh just download um just download uh is it, what's the DJ software I can't remember which one DJ. I used that one yeah, virtual DJ yeah that one virtual DJ and just have a play around at this point, I knew nothing about counting music, mm-hmm. 
the structure of it, anything. Yep. So I was like, all right, so just clicking around and I made a make for my place, still on my SoundCloud. Don't go on my SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I sent it to him and he was mm-hmm. like, well, it's, he wasn't a DJ. Mm-hmm. He was like, it sounds really good. So yeah. I was like, just make a SoundCloud and put it on there. Yeah. Okay then. And that's what happened really. And then um, one of the founders of All About House mm-hmm. messaged me and said, uh, I heard that mix and I really like it, but he's not a DJ either. Yeah. And I was like, all oh, right, okay. And he said, I really want you to come and DJ for me in Portugal. I was like, wow. I'm not <laughs> DJed in the UK yet, and I just I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So I went away and bought a little controller, mm-hmm. and then I started to look into it um, and DJ Melody. Um, yeah. Me and him were speaking about music at the time. Mm-hmm. He he messaged me and said. Um, you know, learn how to count music, listen mm-hmm. to the music, learn how to count it. And I said to him, will you be my mentor? And he was kind of like, oh, okay <laughs> then. <laughs> yeah. Okay then. Um, and he was just kind of giving me pointers. So I sent him like, I sent him that first mix that I did. I mm-hmm. bless him. I think he really wanted to say it was a total shambles. Because <laughs> it really was. Right. Um, but he gave me some really good pointers. And mm-hmm. uh, from there, and I just kind of just got into it, mixing all the time, buying new music, mixing different subgenres and that's pretty much how it started. Cool. <laughs> ah, that's good. I mean, most first DJs, when they put their mix up, they're not getting a message saying, let's go to Portugal. So for you, that's, <laughs> that's That mix up. was a shambles, honestly. Really well, someone liked it and wanted you to come overseas, so it must have been... Yeah, but it was a total different sound. I okay. think that first mix was very, um, very deep, techy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked it because it was... To be honest, I made that mix, I remember, because I wanted to come work out. Right. But I want music that I would like that I can work out to. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that sure. was it. And I just put it on SoundCloud. But then when I went to Portugal, I was actually using Afro, Afro tribal drum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally different. Fair enough. But still something anyway. So that's, <laughs> that's good. That's how you got into it, which yeah. is good. So, I mean, it's really just for me, obviously, knowing you're from Manchester, yeah. uh, down in London, obviously, this weekend for an event. Yeah. Um, was it. What was the kind of, I suppose, do you, or did you already know people in London or was it just, just through networking, <laughs> through various means that you just got to network? And... No, funnily enough, I mean, I lived in London briefly mm-hmm. for two years. Okay. Um, I moved here in 2013, 2013. Mm-hmm. I moved here um, I lived in East. Uh, with a friend who wasn't involved in the scene or anything mm-hmm. um, and I think part of my like I'd always loved coming to London I always used to come here anyway yeah. um, and I thought I oh, would need to get out and just kind of get a feel for something yeah. um, and I didn't really get a chance to do that in the beginning because it's such a different environment like mm-hmm. London is totally different from Manchester yeah. um, the people here aren't as friendly as they are up north um, mm-hmm. and so when you go out by yourself if, if you just go out by yourself in Manchester yeah. you will make friends like yeah, you'll yeah. make friends sort of if you go out by yourself in London <laughs> It isn't quite the same. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not quite the same. Um, so I was kind of put off by that in the beginning, and it's mm-hmm. weird because we live quite close to Shoreditch. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really didn't really get to go out, but then I moved to Stratford, um, and I got an apartment there. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought at the time I'd just been introduced to Melody, mm-hmm. and uh, he posted a couple of flyers for a few events, and yeah. that was when uh, sixty five still open mm-hmm. and uh there was an event called cerebro that was at 65 yeah and i thought you know what 
let me just go. So my friend was down from Manchester on one week, and I said, this event's on, should we just go? She said, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So I went out there, and that's where I met Jerome, and Jerome, who do All About House. Mm-hmm. And I got chatting to them, and uh, they were like, oh, there's these events and these events. And then we slowly just started to go to different events. I went to like House of Silk, Audio mm-hmm. Halls, Yesa, yeah. like I went to all of them events and kind mm-hmm. of just got a feel for mm-hmm. the sound. And, yeah. Um, and then after speaking to Jerome a bit, it was the other Jerome that actually reached out about the mix. Yeah. And then it just kind of, that, that was pretty much it. So, so, so it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good, that's yeah. good. So what's the um, DJ scene like in Manchester? <laughs> I yeah, don't want to disrespect it and make it sound like it's not as big as here, but obviously it's not because we're a smaller city. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very different, I think, whereas in London there is like a, a designated house scene, mm-hmm. we don't have that okay. in Manchester, it's very niche, mm-hmm. so if there's, I mean I know that Warehouse Projects is down there quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, but that is, you've got to remember that's the Warehouse Projects, it's yeah. a thing that's there for a year and it goes away, right. uh, we don't have like a Shoreditch or a, uh, like a, an audio hall or a siesta, it's mm-hmm. very much like if you do the house night, someone has decided to put on a house night right. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of clubs that say it's house music, but it's not my kind of house music. Okay. It's more like so we used to have Hacienda, mm-hmm. and I was about to make called Venus. Um, so it's very cool, like I'd be for yeah, type. it's more like that kind of yeah. house. But um, there's a couple of Manchester DJs. I met a DJ called Cali LeBron. I don't know if you've heard of him before. Him, yeah. uh, he's Manchester based. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him over the weekend at an event I was DJing at. Yeah. Um, and there's quite a few, like, there's a, the Mason Collective, which is growing quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they're based in Manchester as well. Uh, so there is a decent pool of DJs. Okay. Um, but obviously, they're out gassing when they're This is where it's at at the moment, so. Fair enough. Yeah. Do you feel that just, just for house or just in general? Uh, I think events-wise in general, like, London's, got such the di- it's got such diversity mm-hmm. of events like whatever kind of music you're looking for you'll find it here mm-hmm. whereas in manchester it's obviously a lot smaller it's a lot more concentrated it's not as easily accessible okay as it is here, that's what i'd say fair enough yeah um, fair enough. Sorry, i hope i didn't disrespect anyone no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect intended we'll just put it out there no disrespect intended yeah um okay cool so I asked this to DJ Cinderella, who I had on a couple of episodes back. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you find any challenges being like a female DJ in scene at all? Is there anything like that? Am I allowed to say it? Like, yeah, go, in trouble. Go, for it. <laughs> go for it. This is I the think people open think a lot to. of males and a lot of male DJs think it's easier for a female DJ. Okay. Uh, from my experience, it's harder. Okay. Um, when I was starting off, and even to now, to be honest, mm-hmm. when guys see a female behind the deck, I could be playing tunes, right? I, and I know I'm playing tunes, mm-hmm. right? But because it's a female, mm-hmm. the response is to- it's totally different. Like, right. I'll be, we DJed at a rave not long ago, um, and we got the last set. Me, this was when me and Angela were playing together, mm-hmm. and we got the last set. Um, and it was the first time we'd ever have like had like prime time, mm-hmm. and I was so scared because there were so many guys mm-hmm. and not too many girls, but a few people had come out just to support us, which so I felt at ease. Mm-hmm. But we stepped on, and but I'm not the selector in that duo. Angela right. has got so riddled, and so I know that we've got tune. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we stepped up, we st- we mixed in, everything was fine. Mm-hmm. 
And it's just like, it's just quite sweaty, guys. Just stood there, just like. Just staring. And it makes you really uncomfortable. As a DJ, I find it really uncomfortable. So now when I DJ, I look down. I don't mm. want to look up. I don't want to see what's happening. I don't <laughs> want to know. Because <laughs> it puts you off because you think, oh, I'm not playing. It's, are you not enjoying the music? Do mm-hmm. I need to switch it up? Like, all of that starts to come into play. And yeah. then I think it forces errors. So okay. as a female, it's, I think it's, it's harder. It is harder. Mm, I, I think. think. That's my I don't know. I think... <laughs> I think as the as the years go on, I think they you tend to just go with more the vibe of the, the greater numbers. Mm. I think yeah. sometimes, especially when you've got people right in front of the booth, it's it can be quite uncomfortable. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, yeah, oh, 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 we did kind of, it till two. Yeah. For example, we did till two at the end of March, which was honestly to date the best gig I've ever played for. Mm-hmm. Um, and on more than one occasion when we're mm-hmm. DJing, guys are coming over, literally like leaning over mm. to make sure that we're actually mixing. <laughs> yeah, it's insane to me. Yeah. yeah, and then they look at you and they're like, mm. you can DJ. Like, oh, I mean, I'm all yeah, right. I know what to do with pioneer yeah, yeah. equipment. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's understandable. I mean, everyone has different experiences, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's good that you're still going strong. It's not put you off or made you want to stop in any way. No. No, no not yet. Okay, cool. All right, so in terms of, apart from that, what other challenges do you think you've faced coming through? Um, um, I probably wouldn't say it's a challenge because I think this, this one is particularly self-inflicted. Um, sometimes I can come across, I think, maybe not as the friendliest or most approachable person. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that is because I live in Manchester mm-hmm. and every gig to me, I, I never want to turn down a gig because I yeah, think yeah. it's some form of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but say, for example, I've got a gig at eight or nine o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. I'll do a full working day yeah. and then rush to get here. So, so by the time I get there, mm-hmm. I'm knackered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not necessarily in the mood to network or to socialise. Like, at that point, I'm kind of like, I just want to DJ. Mm-hmm. And then after I've DJed and I've kind of really... And then yeah. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges is that trying to always be upbeat and approachable, mm-hmm. um, which it can be difficult, especially when you've got like drunk ravers. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm uh, all for everyone having a good time, but when mm-hmm. I'm tired, I can't be around drunk people. It's just nah, not, really, not really the one. Um, so that one is a definite self inflicted one. Um, mm-hmm. It is difficult kind of juggling, working right. full time. and. Mm-hmm. And trying to DJ as well, so it's not. Uh, I wish my day job was where I could do 40 hours a week, and mm-hmm. then that's the end of it. But my average working day is like 13, 14 hours, and then I'm trying to squeeze and DJ in, and I refuse to stop DJing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yeah, sometimes it can just be mad. Yeah, there's days when I've like gone into work at five in the morning, mm-hmm. left work at three in the afternoon, come straight to London DJing, <laughs> gone straight back to Manchester, had yeah. had food, showered, and gone straight back to the office because I refuse to not DJ. I refuse yeah. to let work take over my life. But mm-hmm. um, trying to strike that balance is probably the biggest challenge I'm facing right now. Yeah, um, I think that's the same for a lot of yeah. working DJs. I mean, like for myself, yeah. when I'm in Cambridge, is literally work till seven. Yeah. I work till six, get home for seven, eat, shower, and then leave out by eight to get to Cambridge for ten. <laughs> DJ, come back home, yeah. get home five in the morning, three in the morning, 
yeah. shower, have like three hours sleep, and then go back to work the following day. So, <laughs> but it's good to know I'm not alone. It's no, 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 no. But, uh, it does take its toll on me. I'm getting so old for this. <laughs> <laughs> this is all good, man. I mean, this is this is the life we choose, isn't it? Yeah, so definitely. We wouldn't have it any other way. No. Um, all right, so moving away from the challenges, let's talk about the upsides. Um, so, from your experience, even though you've only been DJing probably, I'd say, for two years, yeah. what do you see as being like a lot, lot of the upsides, apart from the fact that you enjoy it and it puts money in your pocket? Honestly, the best thing about this is the people. Like, mm-hmm. the people that music has brought into my life mm-hmm. is actually nuts. Like, I've made some seriously close friends, like people that I'd have at my wedding, mm-hmm. like really, really close friends through music that I wouldn't have met yeah. if I didn't take this journey. Um, and I think just learning new things from different DJs, mm-hmm. different life experiences, DJing like, has really helped with a lot of self-confidence issues that I had because mm-hmm. you're kind of putting yourself out there and you're opening yourself up to criticism mm-hmm. um, and you're also opening yourself up to, to praise. Yeah. But it's for me, it, I took it as a really good learning and being able to apply it in other aspects of my life. So, mm-hmm. you know, I take criticism quite personally, but okay. with DJing, you just have to kind of like for sure yeah. there's going to be you're yeah, never going to please the entire you're never room gonna play, you're never going to play a perfect exactly. set and you're never going to exactly. please everyone so. right you're always going to get somebody who's like oh this isn't really my sound and it's not necessarily a criticism against me it's just yeah. I don't like the sound and it's alright like it's okay <laughs> it's okay yeah and it took ages for me to kind of be like alright it's alright and yeah. I kind of apply that in other aspects of my life where it's like if someone criticises mm-hmm. before I take it personally I just think oh maybe it's just not for them yeah it just of course, do you know what, yeah. that just reminds me of a particular night, I was DJing, um, DJing in the club, yeah. and I can't remember the song I was playing, but you could see everyone on the dance floor was playing, this one random guy comes up <laughs> and gives me that oh look God. like, mate, what, 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 are you, what are you doing, and I was like, that, <laughs> everyone else is dancing and partying, and he was like, alright mate, I'll see you, and then five minutes later he's joined in with them and having a good time so right. like so it's, yeah you yeah. can't take especially criticism of one against of one a thousand no, oh, i yeah. just see this the thing the i always take the one mm. i'll forget the thousand people that come up to me and say that was sick mm. i'll say the one who's like oh. i'll be like oh it was rubbish <laughs> <laughs> but i'll tell you yeah. what no sometimes that one may have something that will help you improve yeah. for the next thing and Absolutely. i think with myself i've got a good few people around me who've been DJing for about the same amount of time or a bit longer they might yeah. be saying do you know what great set or they may like a couple of songs where you could have yeah, done something improved. or could mixes could have improved yeah. but and that's that's understandable you have to take it with a grain of salt and be like all right I'll take the, the criticism as learning for the next time I'll go and yeah, finish it because I mean I mean as I said to you earlier I've been DJing for nearly 20 years now so it's still good to get to it's still good to get criticism what are you doing what's your skincare routine just young age man it's nothing more it's nothing more I promise (laughs) promise alright cool Um, so we're gonna moving away well not obviously moving away still keeping it on the theme of DJ that's what this channel's about yeah kind of gonna open the floor to you a little bit um and get you to kind of, I don't know if you want to ask me any questions or if there's any particular subject of DJing and the DJing space that you want to talk about. Yeah. Um, from seeing previous interviews, a lot of people who have had issues, or not issues, but 
is always like want to have better rela- working relationship with promoters or mm, etc. That's a good topic. Yeah. I think the whole, I think everything that makes the DJ scene is probably a good starting point for mm-hmm. me, especially like being quite new to it all mm-hmm. um, and seeing how it works and how it hangs together. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say it's super political. I've never been involved in anything that has been, this, well, I mean, I suppose every aspect of life is politics involved. Okay. But um, the DJ world is super political and okay. quite catty as well, I would say. I think it can be quite, you know, there'll be, there are so many talented DJs out there mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you, you get certain events that you, that people just don't get a look in. Okay. Really. Mm. Um, and I think, oh, what do I say? You know, yeah, there is a degree of racism. I mean, not in terms, I've never personally been, you know, a direct victim of racism within the health scene. Okay. Um, But understanding, like, club policies Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, how club managers deal with certain Mm -hmm. events, certain promoters. um, I think it's important to acknowledge that that exists. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very very real. So when there's a pool of people that are all, you know, wanting the same thing, Mm -hmm. to see kind of infighting, between that, yeah, you just, yeah. we're not moving towards the the goal of, right, let's try and tackle the institutional that will stop, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so sometimes the cattiness and the politics within the little subgroups, mm-hmm. it just feels a bit, yeah. it's just, we're all fighting for the same thing, you know yeah, what I mean? Of course, so everyone just, wants to have a good night and yeah, it ends on a yeah, good vibe and yeah. there's no trouble in the That's club. exactly That's, it, yeah. yeah. And if I hear the word urban flung around anymore, I think I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> Uh, it's not an urban event it's Mm -hmm. an event whereby a large number of black people attend but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to result in x y or z Mm -hmm. that's what we're dealing with um, a lot of the time um and that for me is 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 a problem Mm -hmm. Uh, unprofessionalism with promoters actually just before you touch on that (laughs) just before you touch all right so in in london um at the moment or for the last couple of years there's been a situation where a lot of the clubs are being forced to close because they're not able to get their license renewed because of particular, you know, uh, situations urban where events. urban events, <laughs> where police have been like, they're not going to re-grant you a license for whatever reason. Yeah. I've had it happen to me in the sense that the, the night itself was urban. Mm. There was a fight that happened outside the club. When you say urban, what do you mean? Sorry, it was the... All right, so the demographic of music was hip-hop, R&B, yeah. house, yeah. and bashment. Yeah. So that was the night. Yeah. There was a fire that took place outside the club yeah. that a couple of people inside went out to investigate. Yeah. Police have come over and said, actually, they don't want the event taking part in the club because of, trouble. you know, because of, because of trouble. And because thinking, trouble doesn't break out anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. It? But, I mean, there was, there was no fight inside the club. It happened outside, but... But that's just what, happen- yeah. that's what happens when you get a large number of people cool. together. They're going yeah. to disagree. And then when you involve alcohol, but that doesn't necessarily mean or relate to mm-hmm. a certain group of individuals. And yeah. that's, that's the frustrating bit, is that yeah, it, sure. it's completely geared at mm-hmm. a group of individuals. If yeah. your event is playing hip-hop, bashment, R&B, house, there yeah. is an assumption mm-hmm. that people attending are going to cause trouble. Mm. And that's 
not the case. Like I've been to so many events where it's just a vibe, right? Yeah. Till two, for example. Mm. Amazing. All about house parties, where I've resident DJ. Amazing. Like mm. it's not yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's not what people perceive it to be. Um and it's frustrating that police have such like I think the six nine six one, for example, is mm-hmm. the biggest sort of crap I've ever <laughs> I'm saying it, whatever. It's ridiculous. It's just nonsense. I yeah. don't, and you know, I never know what the what are these clubs doing with my details and they have them. Like, mm-hmm. what's the what's the perception? What do you? Why do you need to know who I am or where I live? Because nine times out of ten, no, sometimes out of ten, I ain't cause no trouble. So mm-hmm. you don't need my details. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but sorry, I got a bee in my bonnet. About <laughs> I really do. I can't deal with kind of any injustices or things like it. Really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a is a major one for me. I really, really, yeah, not a fan. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right, so all right, going back to your your second no, sorry, I think the the question I was going to ask you is, you know, obviously we have this issue in London at the moment, yeah, um, where clubs are closing down. Is that the same situation that you see in up north in Manny as well? No, no, no. Clubs change, yeah. like they change names. Mm-hmm. Um, we've only got a very small set of clubs, mm-hmm. um, and like I said, it's not a specific house now, so. I don't really go out that much anymore, but when I do, it's mm-hmm. always a rotation. So it's always a mixture of my DJs, and mm-hmm. it always starts off as like trap mm-hmm. into hip hop, into R&B, mm-hmm. into bashment, into two commercial house tracks, mm-hmm. into some old school stuff, and that's it. Right. That's literally what yeah, it's yeah. like a night and out I, I feels like. Yeah, yeah, unless you go to a specific, this is house night, mm-hmm. um, or if you go to like Mates and Collective, because that's like yeah. deep in tech house. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual club nights are just eh. not knocking Manchester I love it I've lived there my whole life I love it but mm. um, the, the, the nightlife is a bit it used to be a lot better okay that's fair enough all right yeah so going on to your second point about unprofessionalism amongst promoters please tell us your feelings about it and um, this is probably going to be the most unpopular interview you've ever done <laughs> no one's going to want to book me again but, um, do you know what, I think, if you, let me try and think of a good analogy. So you want to open a shop, mm-hmm. yeah? Uh, if you don't have the means to open said shop, mm-hmm. then you need to get the means of opening the shop before yeah, you before open you the open. shop. Yep. So, promoters who want DJs at their events, mm-hmm. if you can't afford to pay them, just don't have the event until you can afford to pay them. You mm-hmm. have to prepare for eventualities. Yep. So you have to be level-headed and think, like, I'm going to do an event. And, you know, everyone starts off somewhere. Mm-hmm. I didn't start off charging. I think I got told quite recently, actually, your fee's too low. Mm-hmm. Um, I initially just started DJing for free. I was like, I just want the exposure. I just yeah. want the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it was more just about getting the experience. But obviously now as I'm getting more... Uh, building more of a profile mm-hmm. um, and I've actually invested in myself I'm not the kind of person like I started on a laptop and a controller mm-hmm. then I decided I didn't want to do that so I ended up buying a, a brand new laptop for DJM controller that I didn't I used for all of that two months mm-hmm. and then decided that I want proper proof I went and brought myself like a Pioneer controller mm-hmm. like a big one yeah, that's yeah, USB that's okay. um, and I was just kind of like right this is what I want to use so I've already invested quite heavily in what uh-huh. I want to do yeah and I take it quite seriously. So if I get booked for an event, um, I ask the kind of questions, okay, what time's the set? What's mm-hmm. the equipment? Mm-hmm. General things. Yep. Tell me when you're going to have the artwork over to me. Tell me when you need my pictures, if you pictures. need a profile or a mix, whatever, yep. so that I can do my side of 
the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if someone books me, I'm promoting the event. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll always try and bring people or encourage people to come, but I can't. There's only so much within my control. Yeah, of course. Um, and I always try and arrive early so mm-hmm. I can get a feel for what's, what's going on, on and then, you know, do the best job that I can. Mm-hmm. When you get to the end of the night now or when you're ready to go and you don't get paid, it's just kind of like... Yeah. I've done everything I have to do. Yeah. The, I personally hate asking people for money. I can't stand it. It really bugs me. But when mm-hmm. I've done my job, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, it, it's kind of that. Ready. Yeah, and it's sort of like when it's not so much when you don't have the money. Mm-hmm. It's if you tell me you're going to pay me, then you don't. Wow. That's a, a major bugbear of mine. Like, mm-hmm. I'm reasonable. We've all struggled. It's fine. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just say it'll be done by this day, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and a lot of people say, you have got, you know, if you have a rider, and I didn't know what a rider was about three weeks ago. I didn't know what a rider was, but that was mm. this. Um, uh, I don't have any of that. I think, I don't even want to get it right. So, mm. a rider is what you say you need in order to play at the event. Okay. So, is that right? Ish. Mm-hmm. Do you have one? You haven't got one? No. I just, have you ever had one? No, I've, not, I've not needed, needed to, one. in fairness, because I've always. For when I've been booked, I've always kind of said, boom, this is the price that you need to pay to book me. And nine out of ten times, they will just pay me in advance or pay me uh, like a deposit and then yeah, pull them out. Yeah, so that's what I've learned now. Okay, it's the yeah. whole deposit thing. Yeah. I never kind of wanted to get to that. And like mm-hmm. I said, nine times out of ten, the money that I ask for usually tends to avoid just travel and mm-hmm. maybe a Coke because I don't really drink. So yeah, it's yeah. not even like I, I'm a demanding or a diva or mm-hmm. I like to think I'm not people made of do you might disagree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the whole, if you can't, if you can't afford to have an event, or if you haven't prepared for the eventualities, if you have the event, what's the worst thing that could go wrong? Mm-hmm. No one turns up. Can I still afford to pay my DJs? Because at the end of the day, they have a reputation to uphold as well. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's when when a DJ's done everything asked of them, and mm-hmm. then a chasing, I shouldn't ever. We shouldn't, shouldn't have to ever chase, chase anyone. Yeah. yeah. No, of course. Definitely. So that's a big bugbear of mine. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Um, it's good. Uh, as I say, I think there's there are good promoters out there and there are bad promoters out there. Yeah. It's just a case of if, as you said, if you can't afford to have an event or you can't afford to pay your DJs, then re recalculate your costs, re- yeah. reassess and see what you can do. Yeah. Speak to the DJs before you even confirm them to say, all right, cool. If this can't happen, then this is the minimum amount I need to pay. Exactly. And then go from there. Yeah. So, no, I fully get that. Um, all right, so moving away slightly from the DJ scene back to yourself. Okay. What are, I don't know, predominantly a house DJ, but what yeah. are you listening to outside of house? So, I say in the last couple of weeks, yeah. you know, Beyonce and Jay Z albums just came out. Um, I'm who's, not a commercial person. Like, I can't, I feel what. What, what are you listening okay. to? Some DJs, like, they only listen I to other DJs. Am, like, super eclectic music person mm-hmm. um i think i've always listened to music but yeah. i've never heard music okay i'll explain so when i was 18 i went for a really really difficult period in my life mm-hmm. um and honest to god you know music you've listened to your whole life and mm-hmm. then you hear the music yeah you yeah. could hear i could hear the lyrics i could hear sounds that i'd never heard before mm-hmm. and so that's what music got me through that period of my life Right. And I listened to a lot of um, Neil Soul, uh, Music Soul Child is mm-hmm. my absolute favourite, alongside Tedra Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I could just listen to it honestly all day. I could listen to it all day. But then the flip side is I love like jazz. Mm-hmm. I love jazz music. I could listen to that like all night. Jazz is just the dopest sound ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and instrumentals. Yeah. I just like sounds like it's oh, obviously a vocalist is great, aren't they? But um <laughs> Yeah, there's an artist I've recently discovered, and it's awful, and I should I apologise to anyone who's a fan, but have you heard of FKJ, French Kiwi Juice? Mm, I've, actually, I've heard the name, and I've heard, like, one song of it. I can't even deal. I just, I've had to create an <laughs> album called, a uh, playlist called Dopeness, yeah. because it was just, the music is just awesome. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so I, I'm just all, but I was I obviously raised on, like, Lisa Van Jones, Barry White, like my mum and dad like mm-hmm. blasting that out when I was younger. Yeah. So all of that's kind of like that soul is always there. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really listen to mainstream. No, it's fine. I, <laughs> I, I mean, listen to mainstream artists. I pay attention to what comes out in mainstream yeah. and I kind of, I kind of check charts and check like when I'm going through when I'm downloading music for the, the following week, I always check yeah. and see what's popular and make sure I have it. Yeah. And maybe we'll listen to it in preparation to DJ. Yeah. Or a couple of times I'll go out just to listen to what other DJs are playing. Yeah. So especially like, like the, com- the commercial genre, yeah. if you're not listening to radio all the time, yeah. which I'm not, yeah. then the only way to really see what's going on is to go out mm-hmm. to see what other DJs are playing. So you'd be like, okay, cool. I haven't got this track, I need this track. Yeah, and see then what the crowd says, yeah. yeah. See, see what's on and popping, and yeah. then check, you know, things like charts. I've got a couple of corporate parties coming up, so I need to be checking the charts, yeah. seeing what's popular, so I can have that ready for them. Yeah. Plus the, the old school stuff as well. I can't remember the last time I checked the charts. <laughs> totally different world. Like, honestly, yeah, it's it a is. totally different world. I, it's, I don't think I listen to the radio in my car, ever. Mm-hmm. No, it's always Just straight famous. on the USB, yeah. 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 <laughs> Fair enough. All right, cool. So before we uh, let you go, we're going to do a challenge. A challenge. A challenge. Ah, okay. Not really a small <laughs> challenge. Just get you to think a little bit. Um, so because you've got quite eclectic taste, I can vary up the scenarios a bit. Okay. Um, so what is your morning track like? Your you've got up and you want to have some music in the like to get you ready for the day. To be like, yeah, build up that energy, get it going. What's, what's your what's your track of choice? This is where guys say girls are crazy. But depending on how I wake up, depends mm. on what kind of music I want to listen to. Mm-hmm. So some mornings I go up and I listen to like I'll listen to it. I called your phone because I'll just be you know you wake up you just back. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that. <laughs> crazy, funny, angry music tonight. <laughs> No disrespect, no disrespect. Uh-huh. But yeah, sometimes I'll, it'll be that. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, I like uh, gospel music as well. So okay. sometimes if I'm feeling quite like spiritual and chilled, mm-hmm. then I'll put on some gospel music. Mm-hmm. Um, some mornings, like I said, I'm quite an instrumental person, so I'll put on like a nice sax instrumental mm-hmm. just to kind of help me ready yeah. for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I, I could. Ugh, it's crazy. They, my head can go to a random, a totally random song. I think I was driving the other day, and out of the blue, I decided I wanted to listen to uh, Mr. Rhymes, Touch It. Okay. You know, I totally, like, yeah, you saw how that random that was, mm-hmm. that was how random it came to me, <laughs> like, just like, oh, that track, and I mm. put it on, 
and obviously the sound system in my car is ridiculous. So <laughs> you know, you want to hear a song, you want to hear the bass. I was just yeah. like, I just want to hear the bass. I mm -hmm. just want to hear the bass, and that was it. I mean, just going crazy. So it it very much depends on how I woke up that okay. day. Depends on your morning mood. Yeah. Okay, but there's some good choices in there either nice. way. Um, okay, so I'm getting because you're kind of commuting between here and London quite a bit. <laughs> what is your choice of? I say you're more like yeah. What's your kind of like your playlist type album type artist that you would listen to for the drive back? You know who DJ Raphael is, right? Yes. Child hip hop and neo soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So once twenty five, I'm repeat all the time. <laughs> <laughs> totally yes, subscribe yeah, for number twenty six to come out. Um, yeah, yeah, that's my okay. driving. I'm not gonna lie. That's my like Saturday when I'm doing housework. Yeah. Type. It's just. Uh, I, I, yeah. I think I sent him an email once. He never replied. Mm. Um, if you ever watch this, DJ Russell, can you just reply to me, please? <laughs> um, <laughs> just saying, like your mixes have literally changed my life. Mm. If I put on a mix by him, I can be as angry as anything. The music just can't do right. right down. Yeah. So Great another fun. good one for you in that space mm. is the the summertime mixes yeah. with Jazzy Jeff and Mick Boogie. Okay. I'll, I'll show you after you finish. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look yeah, that up. Yeah. No, that's a, that's definitely a good mix. Okay. All right, last track. Um, let's see now. Let's make it a bit more interesting. Um, okay. It's actually no, forget that. I might do that afterwards. It's just a random question. Okay. Uh, what's the first track you think you're dropping tonight? Feel Oh, that's a Midnight. good one. That is a good one. Well, it depends on what everybody else plays as well, mate. Mm -hmm. But right now, probably no one will know this track, but there's a track called Dimensions by, I think it's Brazil War Africa. Mm. And the tune's bad. Yeah. That, that's all I can say. It's, it's the sounds in this, it's just sounds i just you know you i bought it not long ago i haven't mm -hmm. had a chance to hear it on the sound system yeah. that's what i love about gigs as well i just get loads of new music and i just want to know what it sounds like out mm. um it never i can never get it that loud in my house <laughs> um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah it's either that or i'll go in with some afrotech there's an artist at the moment called a producer called Raul brian mm -hmm. um and he's doing a lot of a lot of stuff with Apple at the moment, and his his songs are bad. Like, oh my gosh, just mm. bad. So I've got a load of him on my playlist. So it'll be it'll be either the Dimensions track or something by Raul Brian. Okay, we need Dimensions by who again? Brazil, Africa, I think. Okay. I can't remember the exact name. But right, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go look it up after this. That's I'm okay, it's a track. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that was pretty much it. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. No, we leave, can leave ask what else. Oh, we can ask, go on. Yeah, oh no. It's, uh, it's a scenario. It's an interesting scenario. Okay. So, let's say you're getting ready for date night. For date night? Date night. Date night, okay. Date night. Right. Coming to collect you at 8 o'clock. He's coming to pick me up. Coming to pick you up at 8 o'clock. That's the first. Okay. The first. <laughs> He's coming to pick you up at 8 o'clock. Okay. Um, 
you've just finished getting yourself ready at 7.45, so you've got yep. like a good 15, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, then he we... rings me and cancels. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not ringing you to cancel, he's right, ringing okay. you to say, you've got the WhatsApp to say, I'm on my way. Right, okay, yeah, cool. okay. I'll reach you in 10. Right. So, what is the tune that's going on in the background before you leave the house? <sighs> Date night. Date night. Okay. He's on his way to pick me up. Mm. I'm gonna have to bring on some Joe, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It might be a Joe track. Mm. Definitely. I'm trying to think which Joe track. Hmm. I think all of the Joe tracks would probably make me sound like a hoe. Probably <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think when I think for date night, you obviously mm-hmm. want to feel like a lady and you want mm-hmm. to feel girly. And, yeah. Um, you want to be relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd probably put on some Joe. Or maybe a Tudra Moses track. I do love a bit of Tudra. In fact, mm-hmm. I love, I've got all of her music. Yeah. Um, probably a Tudra Moses track that was like a, a feel good one, but not like I don't need no man kind of track. You don't right. need yeah, yeah. none of that. Uh, yeah, but definitely something nice. Okay. R&B. One random question before we change subjects. Okay. As you have all the Tudra Moses albums, best album? Ooh. Well, Complex Simplicity will always be the, the, the is it Complex Simplicity? I think that's what it's called, isn't it? It's not Be Your Girl. No, that's the track on something. Mm-hmm. But she did a mixtape, the Young Lioness mixtape. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That one? I'm going to say and Conversation is my favourite Cedra Moses album. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best track on that one? She did a rendition of Sade, Strong and Pride. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's Clairvoyant. That's Clairvoyant. Clairvoyant is my favourite album, and that rendition of Sade is just insane. She's so underrated. Like, I know Rick Ross took her under his wing, but that was just like mm. she she's so underrated. But I kind of like that about her. Okay, she's, it, she's still quite exclusive. Yeah. Um, but it's mad to me. Like I've followed her from the beginning. Like my very first album and tour here. Mm-hmm. Fan, total fangirling one. Um, but she's oh, she's awesome. She's awesome. Alright then. Um, Alright, before we sign off, is there anything more you want to say? Get off the chest. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, 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 of course. Uh, like I said, this is more just for the it's a DJ conversation, isn't it? So, um, anything more you want to talk about? Anything more that you've seen? Anything like that? No, I think right now things are alright. I'm trying to strike the balance between them both, and I'm mm-hmm. super grateful to everyone who's either following me or send a message just about a mix that they listen to or other mm-hmm. promoters who have booked me for events like super super grateful for that um, and obviously this opportunity cool no worries all right then cool so closing up then how can people get hold of you what's your socials mm. emails whatever you want to share right. so my instagram is at simone martinez dj i mm-hmm. think is it Simone underscore Martinez DJ. I'll check the phone. There's something. Yeah. It'll check it's the phone, but it'll be underneath. It'll be in the link. I'll put it in the link in the description. I'll give you my Facebook DJ page. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got a Facebook personal one, but I do always get accused of cussing all the time. <laughs> I don't. Um, I'm just a very vocal person. As, That's fine, as yeah. you can see. All right, well, yeah, what's the Facebook page? Yeah, the Simone Facebook. Martinez. Just the, the DJ one, yeah? Yeah, both of them are. So, okay. so yeah, add the, add the Facebook page, not yeah. the personal one, unless you want to see our customer all the time. But if you want to add the personal one, obviously it's at my discretion for address rent. 
<laughs> there you go. All right, cool. So, yeah, man, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you. Appreciate the conversation. Yeah. No doubt we'll continue to network and see what opportunities yeah. can arise. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll leave all the links in the description down below, etc. Um, and the same on the, on the podcast description. Yeah, so make sure you follow. I've got another couple of DJs coming up over the next few weeks, which is going to be good. Um, DJs, if you want to get involved or be on the show, my contact details will also be underneath as well. Get involved. Yeah, Why man. would you not want to get involved? Get involved. Exactly. Be, be part know. of the conversation. Be part of the conversation. Be part of the conversation. <laughs> All right, man. So until next time, yeah. peace, peace out. out. Stay safe. All that good stuff. <laughs> peace.